The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you. In those days, a decree ran out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to their own town. And Joseph also went out from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who is with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of God shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those who, with whom he has pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it has been told them. The Gospel of Christ. It is now my privilege to introduce a special guest preacher who has come all the way from Bethlehem tonight. Please welcome Eliezer the shepherd. It made no sense to us. None whatsoever. Why would we be chosen to carry such important news? No one ever believed a word we said. We were shepherds. No one wanted to be a shepherd. Of course, some of you in the pageant wanted to be a shepherd. You got to wear a cool outfit and carry a staff. But in my day, no one wanted to be a shepherd. No kids wanted to be grow, grow up to be a shepherd. I was a shepherd because my dad was a shepherd, and his dad before that, and his dad before that. I didn't want to be a shepherd. It's all that I could be. Oh, of course, there were some good things about it. We could sit around the fire as guys and laugh and share stories, sitting out under the beautiful night sky. But when we got around other people, it was just awful. We smelled of animals. We worked with animals. And in our culture, if you worked with animals, you were unclean. 
And so when we went into town, people would avoid us. They would walk big circles around us with an air of disdain and superiority. I don't know if you've ever been shunned by another, but it is a sting like no other. And so we stuck to ourselves out by the fire. It was the way that we liked it. Being unclean meant that we couldn't celebrate our nation's faith. We couldn't celebrate the feasts. It would be like you not being able to celebrate Christmas. We weren't allowed in the temple. And so not only did we feel shunned by others, we felt shunned by God. The rabbis, the religious leaders, used to use us as object lessons. Object lessons of what not to do. Don't buy from shepherds, they would say. You never know where they've got the stuff they're selling you. Thieves, they would say. Not to be trusted. And so if there was a witness needed in a court of law to tell truth from lie, we were barred from the list of credible witnesses. One day, Moshe and I, we saw a man hurting another, and we tried to tell someone, but no one would believe us. Don't trust the shepherds. They're just trying to twist the truth for their own sake. Really? We were just trying to make sure that no one else got hurt. It made no sense to us. None whatsoever. Why would we be trusted to carry such important news? No one ever believed a word we said. I remember clearly the night that it happened. We were all around the fire just like we were every other night. And then boom! The night sky was full of light. It was like day in the night. An angel, never seen an angel before, but talk about shake in your sandals scared. I didn't know whether to run to the hills or crawl under a rock. And the angel said, don't be afraid. And that didn't help at all. (laughs) But then they said that they had good news. Good news of a, of a child, a king, Messiah, who would put the world right again. And that he was born just down there in the town. And the angel told us right where to find him. And then, boom, more angels, as if one wasn't enough. And they were singing, glory to God in the heavens. And peace to those with whom he is pleased. Pleased? What? Pleased with us? We couldn't even go into the temple because we were unclean, unfit for God, and yet angels show up and say that God is pleased with us, extends grace to us. We came to the very quick decision that we needed to go and see this baby for ourselves, and wow, what an encounter. His mother asked a lot of questions about what we had seen and what we had heard and what it all meant. And that was only the beginning for us. So, so many people came to figure out what we'd heard and seen and what it all meant. But it made no sense to us. None whatsoever. Why would we be trusted to carry such important news? No one ever believed a word 
we said. I remember the conversation where it began to make a bit of sense. The news was getting around town that we'd seen something up in the hills, received a message from heaven. We saw a man walking up the hill toward our flock. We recognized him. He was one of the men in the town who would make a big show of avoiding us. Unclean, unclean, he would say, while making a wide berth around us with a look of disdain and superiority so that everyone would know that he was better than us. He asked a lot of questions. And in the course of the conversation, I saw him change. As the look of disdain and superiority began to wash away, and in its place, warmth and kindness. I think he saw for the first time that he and I were the same. We both wanted a king to make everything new. And if God was pleased with me, extended grace to me, a shepherd, that that meant that God extended grace to him. I think that's why he needed to treat us the way that he did, because he wasn't quite sure that God was pleased with him. It then began to make more sense to us why we were chosen For we, the shepherds, the messengers, were part of the message. We were the lowest of the low, the uneducated, the unclean, the unfit. It would require humility to even believe us, as it would require humility to receive this king. We, the messengers, were part of the message. We kept tabs on the baby as he grew. We heard some great reports, these glimmers of what the world would be like when he was fully king. One wonderful story that we heard is that this Jesus, a rabbi, used us as an object lesson. Oh, here we go again, right? But no, he was using us as an object lesson to say, I am like a shepherd. He was holding up our work, a work that everyone else looked down upon and said, I am the good shepherd. I know your name. I protect you from harm. And I'll go looking for you when you're lost. He held up our work as his work. Wow. We saw him again 30 years later. He was a growing man. We were taking our sheep into Jerusalem, as we did every time around Passover. You see, the shepherds around Bethlehem were the shepherds that looked after the temple flocks. We were the shepherds who looked after the Passover lambs that were needed. We were taking our sheep into Jerusalem through the sheep gate, and there was Jesus riding on a donkey through the sheep gate amidst hundreds of thousands of sheep. It's the oddest place to enter the city that time of year. When the people saw him, they began to chant revolutionary slogans, Hosanna! Save us now! Save us from these Romans! They began to wave palm branches 
And the last time palm branches were waved in Jerusalem, Judas Maccabees was riding in who had defeated our Greek overlords. They were saying, Jesus, save us from our Roman overlords. You could cut the tension in the city with a knife. The Romans called in extra guards, and in true Roman fashion, they crushed our nation's hope, arrest, torture, execution, mockery. Here, Jews, here is your king. But three days later, we began to hear reports, reports of people seeing him alive again. One group was over 500. See, the Romans thought that they could crush this movement by executing the leader, but they just sparked its growth. This movement began to call this Jesus Lord, risen King, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then it clicked for me. Why Jesus had been riding through the sheep gate during Passover. He was trying to tell us something. He was desiring to rescue us from the oppressive powers of our world, from sin and death. And just as at that first Passover, our people were invited to trust in the Lamb's blood applied to the doorposts of their home and follow the Lord to the promised land, we were being invited to trust Jesus and follow him to the promised land, to new creation. Now it made sense to us why we were chosen. Our sheep pointed to his greatest work, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now it made sense to us why we were chosen. Our work was his work, the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Now it made sense to us why we were chosen. We, the shepherds, the messengers, were part of the message. We were the lowest of the low, the uneducated, the unclean, the unfit. It would take great humility to receive a message from us, the same humility it would take to receive this king. If you follow this king, you do so because you humbly believed us. Because the only way you would know of this king is because of the news we shared. And when we humble ourselves before this king, it changes everything. It changed me. It changed our nation. It changed our world. It changed our future. And so this night, we can say, joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let us receive our King. Amen. You've just listened to a podcast from Little Trinity Church in Toronto. Please check out our website at www.littletrinity.org to find out more about our ministries and services.